sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, jerks. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. Hello, beautiful people. And this week we're doing, finally, Muzak. The best songs of 2016, part two. Part two. Oh, sorry. And uh, before the episode started, John didn't had never heard the song Let's Get It Started. No, I don't know. Well, I didn't recognize your version of it, maybe. It was the version that everyone knows. Bon Jovi? That's what it sounded like. With your singing. Do you think there's ever a parody star that was named John Bovey? Dude, they did that on Saturday Night Live. Aww. It was the funniest shit I think I'd seen on that dumb show for a long time. <laughs> when was it? You should find clips. I don't know. It was Jason Sudeikis and somebody else. I can't remember. And, and it was just so dumb because it was like they would just sing the opposite of the lyrics. So it would be like... <laughs> Whoa, 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 dying on a whatever, you know, it was, it, but you had to see it. It was funny. I'm not doing it justice. Um, well, I'm glad I brought it up. Yeah. They, uh, so you went to the Women's March in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. I didn't, I've never really, I don't think I've gone to a march before. I guess I have, but not, nothing like this. Nothing is as huge as this. I, I know in D.C. I've been at, events but i don't know there was just something i guess part of it was that i was a little bit isolated with my grief about the election for a long time not isolated but i would be i would talk to individuals never never be surrounded by so many people that were so pissed off yeah it's it's not pissed off right yeah positive pissed pissed off off. exactly it wasn't there was a lot of anti-trump stuff but more of it was more pro pro-women like females of the future and all these fun signs and just people having a good time being angry yeah and people people putting their voice out and just knowing it's going to be a long four years and having to start with resisting and i thought it was it was really i mean when i got there i got off the i got off the train the the train station was incredibly packed and there's really smart girl scouts there selling and smelling girl scout cookies and uh i got up to the to the, the street that leads to Logan Square where the, the march was supposed to start. And this street wasn't closed, but it was basically closed because people were just walking on yeah. all over it. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, it was heartwarming to be surrounded by so many people all at once. It was just a massive outpouring. And it was bigger than, I think it was double than what they expected. So it was pretty, and there was everybody. It was, there was little babies there. There was little kids. There was old people. There was women. There was men. There was gay men, straight men, straight women. Every, anything you can think of was there. It was, it was awesome. I lo- yeah. I love seeing all the pictures. I mean, of course I didn't march. I stayed inside and watched old, uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Well, VHS tapes. The same, yeah. Same thing. Same effect. I think it makes so. You, uh, really love women. Um, but man, yeah, there were some great, great photos, uh, great signs. There was one, mm-hmm. um, there was one Slate has a thing of like the best photos you can look up um, from the Women's March, but 
There's one that was, it was this old uh, Japanese woman in a wheelchair, and she had a sign that said, um, the Prez locked me up from 42 to 46, never again. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's rad. And, uh, and oh, shit, what was, what was the other one? Oh, it, it was a woman who said, um, I built Trump Tower, and she had a... a oh, I saw that. Said, yeah, awesome. a sign of her on the construction. That's so rad. Um, yeah, as... I saw a few older women and men with with variations of I can't believe I stopped to fucking hold this sign. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah, those were awesome too. Yeah, it was it was a very heartwarming day mm-hmm. yesterday after that uh, that shitty Friday. Um, yeah, not just shitty because of the inauguration, which was obviously shitty and shitty to say goodbye to Obama, who was a good president. I yes. think in some ways, bad one in other ways, but it, compar- comparatively, he was awesome to the, the, the two he's in between. But so that was sad. And, and just seeing that blowhard go up there and be an asshole was sad. But also the anarchist kind of pissed me off, too, because that doesn't help anything. No, anarchists, you're dumb. It's never going to work. Like, it's... I mean, I, I kind of get it when they're breaking corporate windows when there's nobody in there, but... It, the the videos they have of them breaking the windows in DC where people are in the Starbucks like Jesus Christ you don't have any problem with the people eating there why are you throwing glass at them well and also <laughs> they're throwing at an actual Starbucks like restaurant right or or cafe right. yeah. like not it's not corporate headquarters. headquarters you don't fucking you're not against the minimum wage workers and the yeah the people getting coffee in there it's it's fucking ridiculous it's... I mean, I know, I understand their point. That's the only way they're going to get media attention, and sometimes that makes sense. But just, you know, choose choose your battles better. You know, keep keep in, keep punching Nazis in the face. Yeah, well, especially in D.C., there are so many better better targets mm-hmm. for that. Um, and uh, but it was nice to see the vast majority of the protests seemed uh, peaceful. Oh, yesterday's protest was, as far as I understand, there was however many million people and zero arrests yeah. so yeah yeah and police were awesome at least in philadelphia they were supportive and so i mean I, and i know most of the police in general are supportive of trump so it's kind of kind of nice that they were supportive of this as well yeah i saw another cool picture of uh, some women hugging a cop who was wearing a, the pink hat the pink beanie as the uh, as the network news called it which is <laughs> funny to hear i guess what else yeah. are they gonna say yeah. So was that a that was a did people buy that from one person? So did someone make mad bank off of that, or just everyone had a, had the thing and they knit it themselves? I think a lot of people made their own. Um, okay. But yeah, you could buy them. I don't know one person. I'm sure a bunch of people jumped on that bandwagon like and oh, well, sold their own. Like. Yeah. Well, mine the one I got actually sold the ins- inside Trump Industries. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Made in Beijing. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was it was a nice. But day. Yeah, of course, this is gonna be like a week later. What? Well, that's okay. I think but, there'll still be people that enjoyed the fact that the march happened, and they were pretty much a rousing success. I don't. Yeah, they were a rousing success. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was just heartwarming to have so many people and such positive energy. It wasn't. Yeah. So anyway. And then the, and then this. Uh, Spicer, is that his name? God. The press secretary. My God, already with this shit. 
Um, yeah, and it's that scares me. I mean, that scares me that they're coming out with blatant lies that that can be disproven just by looking at the pictures, by looking at the pictures, by looking at the metro statistics, by looking at all this this data, video, yeah, everything that that shows them to be wrong. I mean, who cares really? I mean, it was kind of petty for the press to report on it the way they did, but who cares? Either way, it 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 shouldn't be something that the administration is talking about the first day, but they're just setting up this. This, this, they're already demonizing the media on stuff that we can actually prove. What's going to happen when it's like WMDs found in, found in, I don't know, Crimea, so Russia has to go there. Right, well, exactly. I, I think, I don't necessarily think it's petty of the, the news to report it that way. It is a fact. I mean... Oh, I think in some ways the way, the gleeful list that it was reported by reporters on Twitter. Maybe well, not. Well, twi- yeah. That's... So, but... It doesn't matter. It was a fact. Yeah, I think I think it's not like especially shocking to me that the Trump administration would be doing this uh, kind of thing. And I also feel like the the people who are like hardcore Trump supporters, they're not going to be swayed anyway by right by facts. Um, they are going to be swayed by this. It's, this is just another instance of the media lying. I really wish, and I don't know if they did. I know Bill Crystal did. And other conservative commentators, but I really wish Fox News and Wall Street Journal would just say this is bullshit to to this kind of of absolute lies from the administration and the or, or what are they calling it alternative truths, alternative facts. Yeah, alternative facts. I uh, mean, it's this it's <laughs> is Orwellian in not even a joke, not even like it's not even a, re- a reach to call this Orwellian. Yeah, no, I know, uh, but I think. One of the positive aspects of social media and the the internet is that um, the shit. Well, you don't even need the internet to debunk this shit, really, because it's so you can see it with your own eyes. But there are are going to be people always calling out these lies. Um, yeah. For for those who want to listen, you know. Uh, I have. I know you don't want to talk about politics, but I want to give you two political jokes. And I want you to tell me which one's funnier. Okay. Would you be okay with that? I know you hate talking about politics. Yeah, I hate it. Okay, here's the first joke. So, and don't interrupt the jokes. I know you'd like to say the punchlines before they come, and I really appreciate Who's there? you. That's not the joke, but no. I love that one too. <laughs> uh, so there's this plane going, and Hillary Clinton, the Pope, uh, a or the guy who invented cancer. No, the guy who invented the cure to cancer, and a ten year old boy are on the plane, and it's crashing. But there's only three parachutes. The guy who discovered the cure for cancer says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna cure a bunch of people. I gotta go." And he took a parachute and jumped. Hillary Clinton says, "At a time like this, I'm needed more than ever." And she took a parachute and jumped. And the Pope said, "Oh, little boy, you have a whole life to lead. And I'm just an old man. Please, please, please take this parachute and live your life." And the little boy said, "I don't need it. That old lady took my school bag." Okay. What's the second uh, joke? Okay. Second joke is four people are in an airplane. Donald Trump, the guy who invented the cure for cancer, the Pope, and a 10-year-old boy. The plane was crashing. The guy who discovered the cure for cancer took a parachute and said, I need to go. I have a lot of people to cure, and jumped. Donald Trump says, I'm Donald Trump. I got to go. He took the parachute and jumped. The Pope uh, took the last parachute, gave it to the little boy. He says, please, my son, you should go. I'm an old man. I lived my life. I need you to, to live the rest of your life. And the little boy looked at the Pope and said, fuck Trump. I like the second one better. Thanks. <laughs> I need the. I just need to know which one's better. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Um, all right, should we go into these dumb songs that we picked as the best? Actually, these songs aren't dumb. There's some pretty, uh, pretty good shit in here. Yeah, um, I think we should. I, I'm telling you, listeners. Well, listeners who are actually friends of mine who I don't work with who already get this shit, which is like maybe one person. I make these fucking every month. I make these best of whatever that month is mixes. You just give me your Dropbox account. I'll share them with you. Like, no, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like I had that one friend who was like, eh, it seems like too much music. I don't have time for that. I'm like, dude, you don't have time to listen to less than one song a day. Whatever. I don't take offense. Or do I? You do. I really do. And they're all in my little black book. All these names. Um, first song. Sorry, I'm, I have a bit of a cold, so I'm, I'm going to be like horking up stuff probably. But uh, mm-hmm. Julie Ruin. And the song is called I'm Done. Um, so it is Kathleen Hanna of... Uh, she used to be in Bikini Kill, Riot Girl group. And this is like more of the same, not as punky. It's more like a new wavy post-punk, I guess. But you know, like... Snappy. Yeah. Feminist Fun. band. Got kind of these boinging keyboards going. That's mm-hmm. cool. I don't know. It's the kind of shit I always like. Um, you enjoy this one? Yeah. Yeah, I love this song. Okay. It, it would have been one of my choices if you had chosen first. Yeah, sorry, I was, I like, kind of screwed you by making my list so early. Um, no, no, actually, when I went through your list, there's only two that I would have chosen, so it was perfect. Well, fuck you, then. Ooh. Here is Julie Ruin with I'm Done. by clipping yes i don't know what that was well i was saying clipping was the name of the song which was a stupid thing to say and uh it's not and it's i like everything i've heard from clipping has been really good have you listened to a lot i've only listened to like they have their their latest one i think it was only that but still it's all really good yeah no i do i do like it uh it's it's kind of like i don't even know how you really describe it it's like alternative hip hop, but like kind of on the noisy end. Yeah, like noise rap. Yeah, no, they're they're 
they always use I don't know what the sounds that they're using, but I don't know if they're like clips. They, Maybe they're clips from nature albums. They're yeah, this song they used a sample of uh, White House that was like this kind of industrial band in the 80s, and I think they went into the 90s. Um, but I don't know what what sample it is. I just I read that when I was doing research. Um, oh, I didn't mention uh, Julie Ruin out of New York City, Kathleen Hanna from Portland originally, but uh, yeah, they're, and then clipping is from L.A. and uh, Maine or, or Oregon. Uh, Oregon. I don't think any anybody's ever come out of Portland, Maine. That once I always ask, just in case, you never know. That's true. Portland, Maine, get your shit together, music-wise. Um, these and clipping is from L.A. And of course, we should mention. Do you want to mention who's in clipping? That the V Diggs of from Hamilton. Hamilton fame. He played Jefferson and the Marquis de Lafayette or whatever in Hamilton. Um, from Oakland. Of course, man. Of course. And of course, went to Brown. being from Oakland, uh, like most musicians up here in the Bay Area, relocated to L.A. It's cheaper to live. Um, yeah, no, I, I really I really like this. I'm surprised you like it because it is, like I said, on that noise end of the... I mean, it's definitely original as far as like hip-hop goes, I think. I don't have problems with noise. I just have problems with screaming. And one of the great things about this song is his rapping is awesome. Yes, for sure. Uh, let's take a listen. Here's a uh, clipping with Riggle. Right along. Uh, and this song was written, I think, the day after the election by a Trump supporter. That's, none of that's true. It is called Get Over It, which is why Pat's saying that, by Rat Boy. Thanks for explaining. But, um, yeah, no, he's from the UK. Essex, which might be a town that comes up again on this list. Weirdly. If you put an S before that, something happens. Sussex? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't follow you. It's kind of like sex. 
Oh, yeah, if you have, like, a speech impediment. Come on, baby, let's have some Sussex. Come on, ba 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 baby Now we've changed it into a porn cast. Porn cast 2000. That's going to be our next podcast. Hey, speaking of podcasts, uh, we could not, well, it'll... In a pretty short while, we're going to have our 200th episode, so we got to... Oh. Yeah. we got to bust What episode is this? Is this? Is this 160? Uh, this is like 187, I think. But I don't know. I'm not looking at my list right now. Yeah, it's... I think 188? It's up there. Um, who cares? Anyway, right, so yeah, this, this is some, you know, obviously from Essex in the UK, it's a, a white dude, but it's kind of... I don't know that you could call it hip hop, except it seems to use samples. I don't know if it samples or like live instrumentation. It sounds like samples, like kind of disco funk mm-hmm. stuff. And he's not really rapping. He's kind of like talk singing. But I just like the like I always like the like seventies soul feel to the to the music. Um, oh, I didn't even think of that seventies soul feel. I guess it does have that. Yeah, I didn't put that together. Yeah, that's that's my main. Thing. you know we're we're mostly about the pop stuff here like just catchy when we do these even though there's like you know there are, i love that lazarus album by david bowie but it's it's kind of hard to pick one of those songs over these ones that i'd be humming a lot although i think those just, ones will last longer in my in my collection you know i think of this song is kind of poppy too though yeah no that's what i'm saying this is that's why oh, I, okay i pick you know rather than something from the Bowie album. This is this. Oh, I see. But um, anyway, yeah. Let's take a listen. Rat Boy, get over it. Doing time in my mind for another petty crime. This aside, don't think I ever fall in line to the system. I'll just diss them. I'm on a mission, trying to get a bit of recognition. Lacking nutrition, I feel half dead. But I never go to bed And I'm bored of comparisons Jumping the gun People need to learn To have just a bit of fun Fuck all that said I wouldn't make it out of school Going around saying A fool I've never been cool I never played by the rules And I spend my time Hanging out in the halls Contemplation In a messy situation In an like nation With no imagination Feeling on my own Never been a clone Not much to do And all my mates are stoned Yeah, yeah. It kind of Next song is appropriate after the march. It's called It's Different for Girls by Of Montreal. Of Montreal, one of my favorite bands, and they very rarely put out something bad, and this was very good. Yeah, they're from Athens, Georgia, so not anything to do with Montreal. They're uh, of Montreal. That's they're not true. From Montreal. That's true. Uh, a distinction they've, been around for, they've been around forever, and they, they seem to always come out with great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've liked them for yeah since since I first heard them. Um, yeah, this one's another one, kind of uh, yeah, definitely feminist and it's like kind of post-punk disco-ish. It's like if you know of Montreal, it's not yeah, it's basically their sounds. To you. Yeah, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I, I really like this I, one I too. I think no matter what the music sounds like of Montreal would 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 be like an earworm in a good way because his voice just has this distinction to it that just drives into your brain, at least into my brain. Yeah. No, I agree. Um I've never seen them live. Probably I have they're, they're great. Anyway, here uh, yeah, let's play it. Here's of Montreal, it's different for girls. Sensitive language, they built miles of defenses, they're not numbed by oppression. It's different for girls from when they are children, they're depersonalized, aggressively objectified. They want to make a scene, they want to be adored, and then they want to be left alone. When they get bored with that, it's different for girls, they are mercurial creatures, not a masculine dissonance or I don't think I realized how long they've been around of Montreal. 90s? 96. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like two, 2005 2000 yeah. 2004 or something like that. Um, uh, my pick, just because I like the band so much, I think it's like, it's one of those I probably would have picked even no matter what it was. Um, this is kind of, it's, uh, sorry, it's by Toy, it's called I'm Still Believing. Uh, they're out of London. Um, the, their earlier albums, well, and this new album too, to an extent, it's kind of like a mix of like shoegaze and kraut rock stuff. But this song is more kind of new wavy with, you know, keyboards and whatnot. And it's just, it's another one that if you've listened to our list before, it's kind of fits in. I feel like it's, it's got a throwback vibe, I think. Yeah, I don't know how much I had. Uh, he has a nice voice. Yeah, it's it's catchy enough. Uh, here's Toy with I'm Still Believing. Just like a 
know, when you think about it, maybe that was an answer song to uh, Journey's Don't Stop Believing. Probably. There, there's, there's been Toy and Journey have had a long time war, right? That's true. Yeah, ever since Journey got that uh, Filipino singer to replace Steve Perry. Ooh, so Toy's a little bit racist? Probably. I mean, they're from London. Yeah. Um, true enough. But maybe they can start playing this song instead of uh, Journey at, at Giants games. Be nice. Well, it probably will happen. It's bound to eventually. Um, man, you really wish there were better bands from San Francisco. I swear to God, because they don't have a lot of choices. Like they're going to play Journey, or they're going to have to play Santana, I, or the Grateful Dead. You don't have to play a band from the city that the. I don't think that uh... Starship. <laughs> well, it's kind. Of, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, if. Like, if you're in, say, I don't know, uh, I don't even know where there are teams anymore. If you're, like, the Utah team, yeah, you got to pick a band from somewhere else. But I think if you're, you know, San Francisco, L.A., New York, uh, Philadelphia, Boston, Detroit, Chicago, you got to pick a band from. Is, is um, I think their song is Neil, Neil Diamond, Boston Red Sox. Is that, is he from Boston? Sweet Caroline. I feel like he almost has to be from New York. Um, so they're already screwing themselves over. Yeah. He's also Jewish, so I'm sure they can't be happy with that over in Boston. Um, they should have picked the Pogues or something, at least. Maybe a Pogues ballad. That would be nice. The old main drag. Um, yeah, sorry. What are we doing now? My oh, song. Which... The Vanishing, Vanishing Twin with the Conservation of Energy. I love songs that are very simple, that sound very simple, but when you really, really listen, they're super complex, and this is an example of that. It has these like this really sweet kind of sound on top, but if you listen pretty intently, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's, it's so got, beautiful. It's got it is. It's it. They're from London. Um, got kind of a Bill and Sebastian vibe, but it's got it's got like a cinematic sound. It's kind of mellow chill out but then there's like there's a little bit of darkness underneath i feel like but it's still really pretty and and yeah no this is a great song um i think this might be my favorite yeah vanishing twin the conservation of energy um yeah what what do we need to talk about it for let's give it a listen
number seven. These guys were really hard to find. Uh, oh, I was going to say about that uh, Vanishing Twin. Like, as soon as, as soon as the music starts, you can tell it's they're like from Britain. It doesn't sound. American groups don't really do that kind of sound. I feel like. Um, they should. Anyway, well, they won't. You know, there's that old rivalry between uh, Queen Elizabeth and Benedict Arnold. Um, the Real Numbers is the name of the band. The song's called Frank Infatuation. This band was impossible to find stuff for because there's a San Francisco band called The Real Numbers, but this ah. is not them. Uh, from all I can tell is these guys are from St. Paul, Minneapolis. And that's literally all I know. But it's just like, it's an indie pop song. Like, I always have a couple of, I feel like, on my thing. But super catchy and just fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. Nice little guitar riff and stuff. Yeah, it's not going to change anybody's world, but it's great while for the three minutes it's on. So uh, let's do it. The real numbers, Frank Infatuation. Hotheads by Terry. Terry. Yeah. Another snappy little song starts off slow and then kind of things build up until they're singing and it's fun. Yeah, they're and this it kind of sounds like Beck to me in the in the verses. Um, they're from Melbourne and Australia and they're like it's kind of a super group made up of a bunch of members of other indie bands like there's um one of them is out of uh dick diver who i think i've picked for uh, a song on a previous episode um but yeah no it's really cool it's got like those it's either synth horns or some weird sounding guitar um and then the lyrics are just like so hot heads a lot of hot heads <laughs> yeah i you know i really like it i think uh I don't know. Let's fucking listen. So these are all Australian Indian bands that creates this super band? Yeah, yeah. They're all out of Australia. You really call it a super band when it's all from indie bands? I know. I don't know what else you call it. No, I guess you just call it a side project. <laughs> um, yeah. Here, here is Terry with Hotheads. Hot heads, end of an era Hot 
Occupations is my pick. Um, with Degraded is a song. They are from Calgary, Canada. They used to be called Viet Cong. Um, and I liked the Viet Cong album when it came out. I guess they changed it because for some reason it, that was a controversial name. I don't know. I don't know why anybody cares at this point. But um, it's just kind of dark wave, this song. Like synthy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Do, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I like them anyway. Um, it's mood music to me. Um, I really want to know why they changed their name. I think it was, from what I read, it was because people objected to the name Viet Cong. But like I said, why anybody would, I don't know. Um, yeah, let's just play it here. I'll call him Viet Cong. God damn it! Here's uh, Viet Cong, Cong with degraded. I'm just reading what what they said on their Facebook page, and it, it's kind of nice. I guess they faced enough controversy they had to change it, and their their response was nice. We're a band who wants to make music and play our music for our fans. We're not here to cause pain or remind people of atrocities of the past. Isn't that the job of rock and roll? I guess so. My pick was atrocities. Yeah, go ahead. Something that I don't think it made anybody think about atrocities, right? It didn't make me think of atrocities. It made me think of. Uh, um, fuck it, man. I'm too sick to come up with anything funny. Go ahead. Oh, I thought there's a band you were thinking of. It's uh, Hard to Clean by Chook Race. Chook Race? Chook Race? Who knows how you... Another band out of Melbourne, so who knows how they pronounce it. It's a very 90s sound to me. 
Yeah, it reminds me of like um, bands on the Flying Nun label, like the Bats is who it really reminded me of, um, if people are familiar with them. So what is a Chuk race? I did never find that out. It's got to be something they made. I don't know. You know, they they have like kookaburras and billabongs and stuff over there. I'm sure Chuk means something. It's probably oh, Melbourne's in Australia? I thought that was in Florida. No, I mean, same difference, really. Yeah, they do have chuka, uh, chupacabras there. Yeah, I like this one, too. It's it's like just pretty basic um, pop, but also, to me, it doesn't sound like American. It, I can, it sounds kind of like it's from over there or maybe Europe. And it has people singing together, which I always like. Yeah, I always like that, the male-female voc- mm-hmm. vocals. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we have a soft spot for that. Um, yeah, let's let's take a listen. And oh, this then we'll take a break after this. Okay, here is Chook or Chook Race, hard to clean. Ten more to go if you're keeping track. And if you know what a chook race is, please write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Yeah, or if, even if you know what a race is. Yeah, I mean, I'm both a little, defi- all definitions. Yeah, I'm a little please. confused. Um, yeah, that, that could be a whole other thing. Maybe they are, I don't know, maybe they are being controversial, depending on their meaning of race. Um, who knows, who cares? Shall we take a quick break and come back with Mo? Yes, please. Since you asked so nicely, it shall be so. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Bram Stoker's creation, the land of the Thracian. 
Hello. The final ten. These aren't in any, any kind of order. Well, they're in chronological order, really. Um, and uh, so for number 11, all right, I heard this song and I didn't know anything about, until I did the research for it last night, I did not know anything about these people. But, well, the song is, uh, the, the group is Sweatshop Boys, and the song is called T5, and... Um, it's base. I mean, it's basically hip hop with like a lot of Middle Eastern flavor to the to the samples, and um, and it's talking about you know being um, being uh, Muslim or an Arab or an Indian or whatever in uh, in America and always getting stopped by the TSA and stuff and racial profiling basically. And I just really like the I like the lyrics and the politics and the music of it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then I found out that, um, it's, it's two guys. So it's, um, one of the dudes was from the, the group Das Racist. Um, he's, he's U.S. uh, and Indian. He's a, he's of Indian descent. He's an American. Um, and, but the other guy is, um, you from the UK, he's of Pakistani, uh, descent. And he was the dude who starred in the night of. Which oh, I, had, okay. I had no idea that was him, <laughs> um, but I just really, I really liked it. Um, I'm, I was so glad this year, especially in the latter half of the year, to finally start hearing some more political music again after a long drought. It seemed like, um, but I really liked the song uh, from the first time I heard it. What did What did you think of it? Yeah, it's good. It kind of reminds the the Middle Eastern sounds that they use remind me of something from a couple of years ago, but I can't remember what. I feel like there's a a woman who had a song that started oh, off similar. To- MIA probably that that would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, um, I think that's it. Yeah. Anyway, let's just let's just play it for people. Uh, here is Sweatshop Boys with T Five. I be on the road like every single year And I ain't seen you nowhere just like Hoffa Do it so proper, looking like a doctor At the checkpoint, say my visa's doctored IDF all around, running with them choppers Wanna shoot my papa, got me drinking vodka Got me feeling paranoid, got me drinking wine Bad, bad thing, and I love how she whines She don't eat swine and she looks so divine I was looking for love in Palestine Oh no, we're in trouble TSA always wanna burst my bubble Always get a random check when I rock the stubble Sorry, I gotta search you, bruv. Oh, you're that brave off that film, innit? Tie, 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 vibe, and the vibe. We're militant, you're on the mill, even in the vibe. Stopping refugees is just silly blood. All right. Did you ever watch The Night Of? No. Oh, you should watch it, dude. It's John Turturro's great in it, and the the dude from this this uh, group is really good, too. Um, 
All the acting's really good. Oh, that reminds me. I know you want to go through the songs, but I there's something about John Turturro I'd like to talk about when we finish the songs. No, oh, let's talk about it now. Who gives a shit? People can. So he's directing and writing a movie that based on his character from The Big Lebowski, and it stars him and Andre Tato from Amelie, and it's coming out in 2017. What? It's a... all true. Everything I said is true, even though it sounds like something I made up. He has the Coen Brothers blessing on that. He created the character. He did most of the. Of, he made up the character, so it's just starring Jesus. It's nothing else from the from that movie. It's just right, that right. So I guess since he did most of the work on the character, he said if it was, he asked him if it was okay, and they're like, "We don't give a shit," and he's doing it. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I feel like that character was great in small doses. Wait, and let me look this up. So because there's more to this, it's it's a remake. This movie he's making. With Jesus from, um, wait, what movie did I say? Big, yeah, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. Is it's a remake of a French movie. Let me look up the name of the what? French. So the movie's called why Going Tattoos. Places, in it? <laughs> Going Places, directed by John Turturro, written by John Turturro, and it's a remake of the controversial French film of the same name. What? Going but Places from nineteen seventy. He inserted his own character into it. Nope. I, I really want to see it. First, I'm going to see the French version. This is bizarre. You know the French version is going to suck. That's all right. Um, if it's a comedy. I guess the sequel is the wrong term to use. Spinoff is what they're calling it. Yeah. But still, it's it's. It, I have not seen Amelie in anything for a long time, and I haven't I haven't watched it of, but I always like John Turturro, and the fact that he's directing it and writing it. Oh, it also has Bobby Cannavale. Oh, fresh off his success from... Uh... Final. All right. Um, next song is your pick, Pat. Green Apples by the Hotels. Nope, just Hotels. There's no the. Just Hotels. Um, this was... I got this album for free because um, I think I saw... I don't know where I saw it. Somewhere on the internet. Um, maybe it was on Facebook, you know, because of the bands I like or something. It was like, sign up here to get... Uh, the free our free album blah 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 and so i was like oh i'll take a free album i don't know anything about them but um but then it turned out to be good yeah yeah it's really good um another kind of have a neutral neutral milk hotel sound at the beginning at least yeah and they're from seattle another with uh male and female vocals so which is mm-hmm. and also um uh, kind of like the vanishing twin kind of a cinematic sound to it it's like kind of rainy day pop yeah, uh, another band that reminds me of is Cinerama. Yes, I, I thought that I almost uh, I almost wrote that down, and I was like, oh yeah, but no, it totally does. I'm glad you said that, because um, I thought I might just be too much in my own uh, shit I like and trying to compare it to some something that wasn't really there. But yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, this is a really nice find. So uh, let's we'll let you decide. Uh, here's hotels with green apples.
apples to red apples i have to say red if apples like kind of mushier usually in general if you like that song you can go to hotelsmusic.com and download green apples for free i guess you probably still can yeah or you can get them on uh band camp or maybe it might be on itunes i don't know um my next song is no worries. That's how it's pronounced, even though it's NX worries. Uh, living out of L.A. And so this is, uh, I, well, again, can't say super group, right? Side, side project of uh, Knowledge and Anderson Pack, who I believe Anderson Pack has made our list before, maybe earlier this year or later last year. I can't remember. Um, but it's kind of... Um, soulful like hip-hop yeah it's like soul and hip-hop together i guess you would yeah i was gonna say because they have the yeah it's it's very good (laughs) there was a lot of really good hip-hop this year i I, um there's a bunch yeah and there i mean there's a bunch more i could have picked too but um it was was hard to narrow it down but yeah so you like this one Mm -hmm. okay then let's uh let's put it to the listeners there is no worries with living. Let's get it. Next up, I think this might be a first, Pat, where you picked a band that you picked on the first half of the year on the second half of the year, although it was from a different release. So, yeah, I just love it. This was a single only, um, but yeah, go go for it. I don't. There's not much to say about this. It's Cavern of Antimatter on the Unknown. It's melodic noise. It's very pretty. It's enjoyable to listen to, and some people will listen to this and want to jump out the window. And yeah, but you could say that about most things, I think. Um, no, no, this kind of music has. I remember I put a Stereolab song on a CD for 
for Katie one time. That's the exact word she used. She's like, I liked everything else, but this song wanted me to make me jump out the window. And I think this kind of kind of repetitious, noisy, melodic music kind of drives a certain group of people crazy, just like jazz does. So very similar. Yeah, well, this is, again, uh, Tim Gain, right, from Stereolab, mm-hmm. uh, the guitarist. Yeah, uh, yeah. if you like Stereolab, you're going to like it. If, it, if Stereolab makes you want to jump out the window... Um, get your although get unlike, your aesthetic sense checked first by uh, a professional. Unlike Stereolab, there's no beautiful vocals to go along with the music here. Nope, it's all all instrumental, but that's fine with me. Like it's the song's awesome. The song, it, I, when it's finished, I feel like it didn't even start yet. It went by so fast. Yeah, and it's and it's not like super short either. So that's a good nice. thing. Um. Yeah, let's listen to it. Uh, Cavern of Antimatter, I'm the Unknown. Oh, also out of Essex. Did I mention that? So, uh, Pat's got a thing for Melbourne and Essex. It's Essex, you mean? Ba-ba-ba-baby? Yeah, here we go. is lost um this one at first it just sounds well okay so kate tempest is is um, from london she is a poet and playwright actually won ted hughes award for poetry um and when it starts out it's just kind of uh like this keyboard drone and her talking basically so it's almost sounds like spoken word but then it starts then the music kicks in and she's I don't know that you could call it rapping. She's talking really fast about a ton of uh, geopolitical issues, really. Um, and, and it's really the words more than anything that that hooked me in. Um, so I guess she deserved that Ted Hughes Award. But um, yeah, I really like this one. What did you think of it? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And I don't know why you can hear people's accents when they talk, but you can't hear it when they sing. But I could hear her accent. Oh yeah, I, it's I know. Maybe I just have a special power. 
No, well, it's I can like, I can hear people's accents when they talk. I don't know if you can or not. Sometimes, um, sometimes I'm just not listening to what they're saying. Most of the time. No, I I I like I like the lyrics or the words, but I also thought it sounded very good. The like, yeah, yeah, like it, it starts, yeah, it starts slamming home with the music for sure. Um, yeah, no, that's like the Beatles thing, you know, where. They sound like they're American, and then you hear them talk, and they're like, uh, which is what Kate Tempest sounds like a little bit, but, but we'll let you be the judge. Uh, here's Kate Tempest, Europe is Lost. Europe is lost, America lost, London lost, still we are clamouring victory, all that is meaningless rules, we have learnt nothing from history, the people are dead in their lifetimes, dazed in the shine of the streets, but look how the traffic's still moving, systems too slick to stop working, business is good and there's bands every night in the pubs and there's two for one drinks in the clubs and we scrubbed up well, washed off the work and the stress and now all we want some excess, better yet a night to remember that we'll soon forget. All of the blood that was bled for these cities to grow All of the bodies that fell The roots that were dug from the earth so these games could be played I see it tonight in the stains on my hands The buildings are screaming I can't ask for help though, nobody knows me Hostile, worried, lonely We move in our packs and these are the rights we were born to Working and working so we can be all that we want And dancing the drudgery off But even the drugs have got boring Well sex is still good when you get it to sleep, to dream, to keep the dream in reach To each a dream, don't weep, don't scream Just keep it in, keep sleeping in What am I gonna do to wake up? I feel the cost of it pushing my body Like I push my hands into pockets And softly I walk and I see it This is all we deserve The wrongs of our past have resurfaced Despite all we did to vanquish the traces My very language is tainted with all that we all right. Pat's pick, another political song pussy riot make america great again yeah it's great it's out of moscow topical other oh, i thought they were from spain are you sure very to- i know this is very well it sounds like brazilian like tropicalia type music it's a beautiful song leaving aside any politics this is it sounds really pretty their their voices are great and the music is nice but it's it's a really good song. It's, I would call it a political song. I don't know about it you. It definitely is. Yeah, I mean, Stop Killing Black Children is pretty political lyric. Um, yeah, no, no, it's not like, it's not punk. <laughs> or the name of the song, Make America Great Again. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, overlooking that. I, I think uh, it's not it's not punk at all. It's more, I mean, I guess you could call it post-punk in the way a lot of post-punk um, bands like appropriated sounds from all over the place, but... Yeah, it really is just kind of nice and and pr- it's almost a stereo lab ish vibe. Um. Anyway, let's let's take. Yeah, a- but there is all the lyrics were understandable. Yes, true. Yeah, there's there's none of that uh, French singing in it. Um. Here is Pussy Riot. Make America great again. Do you want your world to look like? What do you want it to be? Do you know that the world has two sides and nobody is free? 
Did your mama come from Mexico? Papa come from Palestine? Sneaking all through Syria, crossing all the borderlines. Let down the people in. Listen to your women. Stop killing black children. People in listen to your women. Stop killing black children. Could you imagine a politician calling a woman a dog? Do you wanna stay in the kitchen? Is that where you belong? All right, let's continue with the political. I think this is going to be a first two, these, the next two. Uh, but anyway, my, my pick for number 17 is A Tribe Called Quest, We the People. And uh, I don't know, we, we've talked about Tribe Called Quest before. It, they're from Queens. If you don't know Tribe Called Quest, I don't really know what to tell you. Um, you should. And this was a really great album with a bunch of really great songs. This one is the most overtly political, um, which is why I picked it. But uh, anyway, you got anything to say about this? The, wh- why do you need to no. talk about A Tribe Called Quest, really? yeah, I liked it, but I like mine better. But yeah. Well, let's not give anything away. Uh, here is We the People. Cause we the people are still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you. You ain't a killin' off good young nigga mood. When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food. The ramen noodle. This simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable to pull a juju. The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap. She don't tell me she make money, she don't study that. She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that. She gon' take the brain away the place she spit on that. The doors and signs with it. Don't try to rhyme with it. VH1 has a show that you can waste your time with. Guilty pleasure take the edge off reality and for a salary. I probably do that just sporadically. The OG Gucci boots are smitten with iguanas. The IRS piranhas see a nigga getting common. Niggas in the hood living in a fishbowl. Gentrify here, now it's not a shithole. Trend set up, I know my shit's cold. Hand set up because I ain't so bold. But yeah, all you black folks, you must go. All right, and number 18, uh, big surprise from Pat. A Tribe Called Quest by the Space Program. Or the other way around. Whatever. David would hate this song. Why would, wait, why would David hate it? Because the, the last five seconds are the Oompa Loompa song. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Ah, too bad, David. This one's not for you. Um, he has to listen to it, though. You have to. Well, I'll try to cut the Oompa Loompa song out of it. No. You Why want... make him happy all the time? Should I just make... I'll, I'll just do a clip of the Oompa Loompa part at the end. 
which I guess was not the song at all. No. Um, and now we're getting sued by Willy Wonka's estate. Oh, well, you mean uh, Charlie's estate now, little fuckhead. No, Charlie's fictional. Willy Wonka's real. Oh. Oh, that's no, right, because he makes all the candies that you yeah, buy I've never in the stores. Seen, I've never seen Charlie, whatever, Charlie Bucket candy, but I see Willy Wonka in the stores all the time. Yeah, job I confused me when I was a kid. I was pretty sure he was real when I saw the candy. I was like, wow, it's a real thing. Where's my gold bar? The Yeah, Jawbreakers, that was a banging idea. Kids breaking their teeth left and right. Maybe Willy Wonka was a dentist. Um, yeah, the space program, more... More political stuff from Tribe Called Quest. And I agree, a better song than We the People. So I'm glad you picked it. But I I was definitely just feeling the anti-Trump vibe on mine. But yeah, here is the space program from Tribe Called Quest. To make, to make something happen. To make something happen. To make something happen. Let's make something happen. Word to fight for gonna bring it to the overlord. Drake and Cisco chilling with the gold microphone cords. And we grip our balls every time we starting on tour. Cause we never bore. Responding to the ready crowds roar. And promoters try to hit us with the art of war. We about our business. We not quitters. Not bullshitters. We deliver. We go get us. Don't be bitter. Cause we not just niggas. Jerobe, my fire woven to different cloth. Ain't nothing for me. This nigga kid is written off. Hardest spit in the city. I'll make this spit and get yourself confused in the maze. With your brain, missing lust and planning for our future people. None of our people involved. Boring, handy, and smearing off the kid and cracking off. Cracking off and smearing off to quickly turn the Molotov. Molotov, the spaceship door before that bitch is taking off. And always oh, seems the poorest persons, the people forsaken dog. The Washingtons, Jeffersons, Jacksons on the captain's log. They'd rather leave us to the gray and sword of poison deli smog. Glass on blackening is happening. You feel it, y'all? I'd rather see weeded three by three structure with many bars. Leave us where we are so they can play among the stars. We're taking off the Mars. Got the space vessels overflowing. What you think they want us there? All this niggas not going. Reputation ain't glowing, reparations ain't flowing If you find yourself stuck in the creek, you better start rowing Used to see the TV screen as a place I land my dream In the car stereo, where it would promote the show Optimistic little brother with a little hope You know, ain't a space program for niggas Where you stuck, kid, nigga? We ain't a space program for niggas Where you stuck, kid, nigga? We ain't a space program for niggas Where you stuck, kid, nigga? We ain't a space program for niggas Where you stuck, stuck, stuck All right, and the last of the political songs, uh, my pick, King Con, America Goddamn. Uh, always like King Con. He's always fun, garage rock. Um, he is out of Canada, Montreal. Uh, and I, I kind of wish, like, the only thing that bugs me about it is the... Um, why do you want to go back to the Middle Age instead of the Middle Ages? But I understand, <laughs> like, you had to make it fit the meter. So I, I give it up just for talking shit about basically Trump again without mentioning him. Um, what do you think? Yeah. I Even if it wasn't a political song, I'd like it. I like that guitar. Yeah, that of, fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Fuzzed out late 60s guitar. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I guess we don't need to listen now, mm -hmm. but we will anyway. Here's King Kong, America, goddamn. America? Can you hear me, America? I just got a couple of little questions. Why are you going back to the Middle Age? Oh! 
for our final pick of the year. The past year. That's you, stupid. The Magnetic Fields, 93, me and Fred and Dave and Ted. Yeah. Ah, so fun. Another one, if you, like, if you don't know the Magnetic Fields, I don't really know what to tell you. There's, this is the Magnetic Fields. Like, if you don't like it, you're probably not going to like the Magnetic Fields. But expletive, they should. I, oh, yeah, we, I forget we got to say expletive now instead of the real words. That's from the song. Um, yeah, out of Boston, Stephen Merritt, songwriter, uh, real heavy bass voice. I understand, like, they take some getting, I can understand why people would not like the magnetic fields. Like, I don't. His voice and the ukulele and all that, but he does write really good songs. He writes awesome songs. Not every song has the ukulele, but the ones that do are great. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, when when they started out, they were much more, like, synth-heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. which is weird but uh anyway yeah it's it's a magnetic field song and a good one so here is me and fred and dave and ted me and fred and dave and ted and the dog and the cat and the bugs all in two rooms with one bed so we slept on the towels and rugs but uh we were Also, I didn't mention Magnetic Fields. Uh, very clever lyrics. Yeah. Uh, and generally, yeah. This song, I mean, specifically is clever lyrics with a fun little story. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty good list. It's a lot of stuff for you people to listen to and love. And if yeah. you don't love it, well, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, most people are do Spotify or Pandora or whatever now. Anyway, they don't buy shit, so... Uh, I'm sure you can make a playlist. All that will be on there, I imagine. Yeah, maybe. I have a good imagination. Maybe not hotels. Um, well, uh, you can get that for free from their website. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty fucking good year for music. Again, I thought. It. I agree. They always are. Like, if you know where to look, it's there's always good stuff. Um. Anyway, yeah, we're done Even with that. 1876. 1876, great year for music. Too bad none of it was recorded. Nope. So Never unless you know how to play that. piano, you fucked. I have a harpsichord. Or, well, yeah, if you can find a harpsichord. I always thought harpsichord sounded way cooler than piano. It sounded 
more futuristic. And then it was invented first, you know, and then they went backwards to the piano. Like, now let's get boring. What sound my like? favorite child- children's story from my childhood was If You Can Find a Harpsichord. Yeah, it was. Well, that's why I brought it up. I mean, I think we all remember that one. Good Night Moon, The Phantom Tollbooth, If You Can Find a Harpsichord. And The Phantom Monster Tollbooth. at the end of this book. What? Phantom Tollbooth was too scary for most people. Cause of, just because of the word phantom? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I got freaked out by the monster at the end of this book. Do you remember that one? I love that book. Yeah, Grover. Because mm-hmm. he was so scared of the monster, man. And it would freak me out. He was like trying to brick up the pages and shit. Um, There's two Grover books that were both similar and they were both awesome that were where Grover was talking directly to you and kind of leaving the story and it was postmodern and great for little kids. That one in Play Hide and Seek with Grover. Oh, I don't know that one or I don't remember it anyway. Similar. He tries he's talking to you the whole time and trying to hide himself and eventually at the end he's like I can't do it. I can't and then he you just say you can't see him and he says thank you. How does he know you say it? Oh, that's freaky, dude. Hey, so what's going on with that anyway? HBO's going to have Sesame Street, and then what? They're going to like do them six months later on PBS or something? Yeah, and it's cut back to a half hour. Oh, a half hour? Used to be an hour. Yeah, that's, that's not enough. I don't even know when I had the time to watch Sesame Street. I guess I watched it before I went to school. I don't know. Well, you're really little, so it would been like kindergarten. After yeah, that, you don't... that's true. Nursery school, you have all the time in the world. It's like being retired. Did I, oh, I did go. You know, I did go to nursery school. And that was usually only half the day. Well, I even went like when I was in like first grade and stuff. Like I would go afterwards because my parents would be working or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and hang out. I remember uh, one of our teachers like got a phone call and she started wailing and stuff. And I guess her daughter like fell off a cliff one of, my, one of my earliest childhood memories I'm deadly scared of falling off a cliff for a long time after that did she like hang up the phone children my daughter fell off a cliff no no I, I don't even remember how I, I probably they told the parents and you know my mom told me or something my mom never had any trouble ter- telling me awful shit like well. if uh, someone tries to kidnap you just start screaming because they're going to kill you they're going to kill you anyway Thanks, Mom. Let me walk to school well, now. Well, how does this screaming help? I don't know. It might, you know, scare them away if people are around. No, I see. So don't be afraid of, of making a noise to, to piss them off because if they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so childhood was great is what I'm saying. Sounds um, it. And you were never kidnapped or killed, so she did her job correctly. Not yet. But, you know, if I got kidnapped today, I'd barely be able to scream with this cold, so that advice go right down the window. Down the window. Like like the very raindrop that is currently sliding down my window into oblivion. Ooh, it's poetry hour. I'm learning from Kate Tempest. Um yeah, okay, so should we go to recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians? Sure. Alright, I'm gonna I have a couple I'm going to recommend something I've already recommended, but I'm doing a very specific. Uh, the last episode of The Good Place. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, everyone should watch that. It was so good. It was mind-blowing good. It was. I One million percent, there's a twist that if you even say you saw it coming, you're a filthy liar like Spicer. Because also, there's no ahead. way. Yeah. Also, if you ever had anything bad to say about Ted Dance's acting, watch this episode and take it all back because he he is wonderful. Kills in it. His, I mean, he's all he's great the whole season, but the final episode shows why they used him and not some like there was a there was a character on Parks and Rec that the actor from that could have done a fine job, but no, this this is something not many actors could do so well. It was incredibly well done. I agree and. Why would anybody have anything bad to say about his acting anyway? I'd never thought he was a bad actor, even when he was in terrible shit. I, uh, I mean, just, you know, not yeah, that no, he's... He was awesome oh, in it, yeah. Because, I mean, what he did in Cheers is not nearly as impressive as this. This Just this one episode, I think, is better than the whole run of Cheers. Although he's funny in Cheers. I don't hate Cheers as much as you. I don't I don't hate it. I just, I, it's like, it doesn't hold up to, for me. It's At the time, it was, it was definitely awesome for not being a... Uh, a message at the end of the show type, mm-hmm. type sitcom. Um, of course I haven't watched it in a while. I think since we've done it, did we do an episode? We did. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched it since then, but anyway, yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree with your recommendation to, well, watch the whole watch, season. You, you have to watch the whole season, but like only 13 episodes and they're only a half hour. So do it. Yeah. But this one, I mean, it made it so it was such a huge payoff. Yep. It's great. And it makes me really super look forward to the next season. And I believe that I don't think it's been announced, but when I looked at the, that site that tells you the likelihood of a, a show getting renewed, it had like all smiley faces. So it looks good. that It's going to have a second season. If it doesn't get renewed, that would suck. I mean, it yeah. basically has to now. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So I was reading a little bit about how he, the, uh, what's his name? I always, Michael Schur designed this show and he said he wanted to do it, do things differently. And basically he made, it's only, he was planned to have this many episodes. I, I think 13 is right. Maybe it's 14. 13, I don't it know. is. Yeah. And, uh, but basically he said, I want to do seasons one and two in the first season. So there's, there's things that happened in this season that he had already planned in like a normal arc for a show would take all the, Half of this season would take all of one season, but he decided to compress it into just 13 episodes. Which that was smart. Would not only smart, but it doesn't piss you off like some shows take forever to get their point. Because I think most people watching this show, spoiler alert, the second episode, or is it the third? Like the, Maybe it's the third, but people find out who she is really quickly. And when you watch that first episode, it seems like the whole season is going to be her hiding, that she's not supposed to be there. Right, right. And they didn't do that, which I think some shows would have done, and that was a really good choice and made the show much funnier. Yeah, and then they added, you know, another like her, and yeah, so right, yeah. Then that, yeah, I don't know what specifically he was talking about. Maybe it was when she stands up. I don't know, but it, whatever. Yeah, that was his, and and it it worked really well. And this is a very fun show, and it's worth watching. Yes, it moved it along, and it wasn't a like they didn't do the whole it's not the same thing, but that like the will they or won't they, that they tend to drag out forever. Like right. they just got rolling with it. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, watch it. Yours? Uh, I had two. What was the second one? I know the first one, I guess I'll, Oh man. Oh, I'll, I'm going to recommend not a great show, not anywhere close to the good place, but it makes me laugh. And it's, if you don't have anything else to watch and you want to watch a funny sitcom, watch the Mick with Caitlin Olson. Oh, from, no, I like it. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It has, it. What I like about it is it started off as a show where the Mick, who's 
this rich people's aunt who comes from not not wealth comes to take care of them because the parents are arrested for whatever reason tax fraud there's a uh there's like a, a rivalry between the kids and the mech and it, that rivalry goes away and i like that that by the third fourth episode that they're working together and i you know again some shows this the whole the whole meaning of the show would be this rivalry and it would not it would not last but uh, unsurprisingly, Caitlin Olsen is awesome in the show. But surprisingly, the daughter in the show is just as funny and just She's as great. good. And, and yeah. she doesn't have as much to work with either. So, And the, the, the middle kid, I, I, I don't really care that much. He's not, he hasn't struck me as that funny. But the little, the little, the little kid, kid is kid, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you, are you caught up on it? Did you see the... The last one I saw was a birthday party one. Oh, okay. Uh, did you see the one with his imaginary friend? Yeah, that's the birthday yeah, party one. That is the one. Okay, yeah. That was, yeah. And that was, it had some very, uh, it's always sunny yes, moments it in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That wasn't the birthday party one. I have them too confused. But yeah, I did see the imaginary friend. And uh, yeah, it had a twist at the end that was really obvious, but they, <laughs> it was funny, so it didn't matter. Yeah, there actually, there's a line from that episode that I wouldn't be surprised that was in It's Always Sunny. They, they're trying to give up cigarettes and they're using the patch and the daughter says, uh, I love this patch. I use the patch and I smoke at the same time. It's great. I never, I, I thought I never thought of that. And I, if it hasn't been on it, it really is something that that would be on. It's always sunny. Yeah, I I think it's a solid show. I was like pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's great, but it's good. And it's, it's good. Yeah. And the no, second Kevin recomm- can wait, but no, nothing can be. The second recommendation is a podcast, and it's. Uh, I have to look up the exact name because I don't want to give you an unofficial name. Well, I'm going to do a podcast after yours because I just thought of one. But yeah, go ahead. Well, good to yours. Uh, maybe... Dead Pilot Society. Oh, what's that? It's so it's they do table reads of pilots for uh, TV shows that never got made, and they have them by they're they're like pilots by like Tom Lennon and Ben Garant, and uh, there's one uh, that um, John Hodgman wrote which is really funny. Like it, it can be, it can be iffy. Like there's, there was this one dude who I guess wrote for friends and some other stuff who wrote one, um, that I, I listened to. I was like, yeah, this is, I can see why this. Oh, wait. So they're reading these, they're doing table reads of shows that they think are funny. So they're not making fun of the shows. No, no. Yeah, no, they're, they're oh, that's fun. Like the John like Hodgman that. one, John Hodgman does the reading with oh, some other cool. people. And the John Hodgman one was actually really funny. It was um, called only child. And it was about, him as like i don't know like say a sophomore in high school but he played himself like at his age (laughs) and everybody else was like the correct age and it his show was actually really funny um how is that not on CISO? i know well exactly um a lot of them it seemed like were pitched to um or were were fx was interested in them Uh, you hear fx a lot on these but um it only comes out once once a month but it is pretty cool to hear these table reads is this a podcast that anyone can get, or is it like on Hal or? No, no, it's it's you can download it from iTunes. Yeah, it's okay. It's free. I'll look for that one. Mine is Anne Far- Anna Ferris is unqualified. Really, it's good. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I feel like she, I don't know why I feel like this because I don't have any negative feelings toward her. I feel like she would be kind of clueless, or uh, kind of like very entitled, or I don't know. No, she's neither of those. She's super duper like. 
open to loving. Like anytime someone, because part of the sh- part of the show is an interview with with a famous person. Like Aubrey Plaza was on one time, and I've only listened to three or four episodes, but I liked them all. Um, Jason Manzukis was on one time, and Chris Evans and Jenny Slate were on another time. So he interv- she interviews them, and then they have people call on Skype and give their personal problems. And it's just it's just their advice her advice to the people is just really kind of sweet it's always just like it comes from this loving place and it's it's i like it i've what I, i've really liked it so far like she's pretty funny and there's like her best friend is the producer on the show and he says he's kind of stupid but she, she talks and she's nice it, it's she's not especially clueless or entitled she kind of comes from like she, it seems like she knows that she's lucky to be where she's at and because she talks a little bit in some episodes about how she worked, like she, she, I forget, I think she went to college and she came to LA and what she was doing before she got there. And she's like, she talks about feminist, feminist as you sometimes like, well, like getting sick of, of, of having to keep up appearances for her age. Like right. That kind yeah. of issue. And that's. Yeah. We're all, we're into that. Yeah. And oh, so that's good to hear. Good. Cause you know, when she first came out with it, I was like, oh, I was kind of just like. Oh, fucking an actor now wants to do a podcast and get into the comedy thing when she's not really, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I was so look my nose down at it. That, but I, what I th- think is so great about it is she opens herself up to the fans. Like she's like, she's talking to these people over Skype directly to them. And when they, when they hang up, it's not like she's making fun of them. She was like, after they hang up, she's like, she was really funny. She was awesome. Like talking about the person that they're giving advice to. And it's, over Skype, it's really, you say, why, why don't we get her on this show? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Now that I bad mouth the fuck out of her. But it was, it was really, it took me a while to listen to it. Cause I, I used to listen to a lot, or I still listen to podcasts at work and it wouldn't list, it wouldn't work on my, my player at work. And I never bothered putting it on my phone where, I mean, my, my iPod where I listen to stuff when I take walks and stuff. So it took me a while to, to actually download it. But once I did, I was glad I did. And I just, I haven't been, like some shows I'll go from the beginning and listen to everything. For some reason, I don't want to do it with this one, but maybe I should. But so I've just been picking and choosing famous people I want to hear. So I've listened to the Jason Manzoukas episode, the Albert Plaza episode, and the Chris, first half of the Chris Evans, Jenny Slate. But it's it's good. It, right. She's, I'll- people... If people, she's having real authentic conversations. What sound like real authentic conversations with people? Oh, I'll I'll spoil a joke to show how funny the show can be. So she, the show is done in the, her dining room, and they're drinking wine and talking. And uh, one episode, the kid came in, like she has a like five or six year old, and came in and just talked about it was time to go to bed. And I guess I guess the nanny was there to put on the bed, but she was he came in to say good night and. And Jason Manzoukas was on that episode and talked to the kid a little bit. And, and Anna Faris was really sweet with the kid. And they had like a, a fun, like mother, son, fun conversation you'd expect. And then after the kid left, Jason Manzoukas is like, what the fuck was that? I mean, seriously, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and that was really funny. All right. I'm going to check it out then. Good. I'm, You know, I love finding new podcasts. It's so hard to find them that you actually want to keep up with. Have you listened to the the D and D one or whatever? Not D and D, but the uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Um, no, I downloaded it. There's so many. I feel like I have to start at the beginning, so it's it's difficult. Um, it's not like it's topical. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll get on it. I've got it on my iPod, iPad. No, iPod. It seems like it seems like they're in a new place now. I think they have more like. When it first started, it was just like in Chicago, and not many people knew about it. And even when it went over to Earwolf, it was still kind of a, a small thing. 
but now that they've done the like a few different fests and stuff they've had more famous people on as guests so recently they had oh, i can't remember her name oh anyway a, a, a semi internet famous person oh jeez i feel bad i don't remember her name do you know the red-haired twitter celebrity who's also an actress wait the one who's on difficult people no oh no the one that was on the she had a, a web show for a while, and then she she was also in. Oh, you wouldn't know. She was in the last season of. I wouldn't call her a Twitter celebrity, but I, I know her. She's funny on Twitter. She has like her own like. Oh, <laughs> I suck. Anyway, she was on it. Scott Asset was on it. Yeah, I don't know, man. You don't know who that is. You nope. know who that is. Nope. Yeah. The, the uh, only other red-haired celebrity no, I know. Oh, well, I'm talking. But you know who Scott Asset is. Oh yeah, n- yeah. Thirty Rock. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna bother me, and people are gonna say I'm a jerk for calling her a Twitter celebrity because she's had been on numerous TV shows and she has, has had that web show about D and D. Well, it doesn't preclude her from also being a Twitter celebrity, but oh, well, she's also been, um, uh, you know, attacked by uh, GamerGate. Oh, really? Yeah, she was one of the ones that spoke out. Oh my god. Dexter, what's her name? <laughs> I don't know what to search for. Oh my god. Look up You said she was on a show with Scott Adsit? No, no. Scott Adsit oh. was on an episode of, of Hello from the Magic Tavern. That's what I'm saying. They're getting more famous people on there. Well, just look up red haired actress Gamergate. Oh, that's a good idea. Jesus God. Red Google. Actress Gamergate. Oh, there she is. Her picture showed up, but not a name. Oh, there it is. Oh, I should have known that. Anyway, you should listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern. What's her name, dummy? Felicia <laughs> Day. Oh. I recognize her name, but I, I, I'd probably recognize her face. Yes, I forget the name of the web show, web show that was she was on for a while. But I, I don't know. God knows you couldn't find that out by looking her up on IMDb now, but... In any case, no, I don't. This, I don't it's it's not really like this whole description has gone on far too long. She's an American actress, comedian, writer, and web series creator. So nothing about Twitter. The Guild was the name of that show. Oh well, and it wasn't a D and D show. Now that I think about it, it was about online gaming. So that's why my searches were going so so poorly. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com. Rate us highly on iTunes. Uh, like, like us on Facebook. And most, most importantly, importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yep. I mean, start them out with a good episode, and then, and then you know, they can get through our crap. Oh, if they like why that. didn't I? Why didn't I just say Doctor Horrible's sing along blog? Because that's where I first saw her, and she's awesome in that. Why are we still talking about this woman? Jesus. Because you brought her up. Fair play. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.